0: Welcome to Friends Reunion, Fanbite's yeah. Friday Afternoon Podcast with me, Merit Kay, and Danielle Riendo, the only podcast called Friends Reunion <laughs> that we do.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we made some changes. Made it's only changes. on Fridays. Yeah, only on Fridays. Whatever happens on Monday actually is like a space-time continuum, like alternate timeline kind of thing. Nothing
0: happens, it's not canon.
1: Oh, it's not canon. Right. Okay. So then it's sort of like mirror universe, right? They're mirror universe us. And we are mirror universe them. Right? Yeah? That's it. Yes.
0: Yes. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm (laughs) going to be honest with all of you. Yeah. Babies out there. Um, I don't sleep anymore. That's Um, not good. So that's sort of what's going on with me. Yeah. And, uh, I'll also be further honest, uh, it's not Friday when we're recording this. We're doing this on Wednesday because it's a wild week and uh, we just needed to record this one a little early. So uh, it's kind of, this one might be a little silly. Yeah. Just a heads up because yeah, I just don't sleep now. I go to bed and um, I don't fall asleep. And then I look at the clock and it's two hours later and I haven't slept. Oh, no. And then I wake up at six in the morning and I can't get back to sleep. And um, yeah, it's (laughs) it's a bad bad. scene. It's not great.
1: That's very bad. How are you doing? I hate that. I hate that. I'm okay. I am manic with energy right now, Uh, mainly because I scheduled too many meetings. I scheduled way too many meetings. I scheduled way too many things. I'm also teaching uh, Mm. this. I only found out this was happening very recently. Um, I thought I was gonna only be teaching one class this quarter. I typically teach one or two classes per quarter. I teach at the Berkeley College of Music and I do not teach music because I only know how to play guitar and not very well. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm teaching three classes right now. I'm, I'm teaching two sections of the language of film and TV and a game design section. Uh so sort of like overnight I went from being like, "Oh yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah, everything's fine. We're just we're just excited. You know, we've got meetings, we've got new stuff going on" to being like, "Oh, what did I do? Uh, I like looked at my schedule this week and I was like, "Oh no. Oh, what have I done?" Uh so so here we are. <laughs> I hate when here that happens. Here we are. <laughs> uh it's all good though because I I get really excited to teach game design. I truly enjoy teaching that class. It's not like a development class. It's like a design class. So it's a lot of like iterative process and they make like paper prototypes and they make game design documents and,
0: and cool right. stuff like
1: that. Um, so it's, it's fun and it's exciting and it's a lot of like fun energy. And I actually had uh, like kind of a fun prompt for something that uh, you actually gave me a really good idea and I'm gonna use it in a, a lecture. Uh, But my prompt was a significant gameplay moment from like the last few years. And you had said the ashtray maze from Control, which was like, oh, hell yeah. So we're going to we're going to have fun looking at the ashtray maze from Control.
0: Love the ashtray maze.
1: Yeah, I sometimes I just think about that game and I just want to play it again. It's kind of I'm having this with Bloodborne and with Control a lot lately. Like I'm watching your streams and I'm like, oh, I want to play Bloodborne. And then I'm watching, uh, you know, anything about, uh, control or anything about any of these like fun, weird world kinds of things and like alternate reality kinds of things. And I'm like, oh, I want to play control. Uh, so that's, that's in my brain right now.
0: Yeah. What a good part of that game Yes. of what is generally a pretty great game to begin with. Um, I don't know for people who haven't played it. It's how can I describe it? Um, so control is like a third person shooter yeah. where you're like exploring this brutalist building that just kind of like warps and folds in on itself. And it's all kind of like themed around just like kind of like X-Files, kind of like, um like creepy pasta stuff, <sighs> st- like, you know, like urban <laughs> myths and like, um and that, like, what if all those were real? Basically SCP. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Jordan. SCP, Um the SCP foundation stuff. It's basically like that. And, um, there's this part of the game where to get to like something really important you have to go through the ashtray maze which is like you can't um navigate it unless you have the specific item or something that you have to get from someone um and uh this janitor who is kind of like this like implied to be like some kind of weird magic guy or yep. like some kind of god or something.
1: <laughs> he has something um, going on. Yeah, definitely. His
0: Finnish, I believe.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Um, he gives you his Walkman. <laughs> um, and it's playing just this like fucking just hard metal song, and you're just like going through this maze that's like just like doors unfolding and like walls like shifting and changing and just like like a way it's it's kind of like um inception but just like yeah on a much like higher scale of just like just everything's like unfolding and like you're just going through and like it's blasting this heavy metal and you're just like like you feel like oh yeah i am so fucking cool like (laughs) jesse is like the fucking queen of the world um and it's just it feels like just it's it's hits just like such the right note for that part of the game um because it's so unlike like everything that's come before but it feels like you this moment of like you've kind of like gotten this like yeah we're gonna do the damn thing we're doing it (laughs) god i want to replay control
1: (laughs) honestly i I really do i really do that was like my number two game of last year like it was yeah close honestly it was was very close it was
0: up there on my (laughs) list as well although yeah um Wait, by last year do you mean 2019 or 2020? Sorry,
1: I, yeah, I mean 2019, I guess it's because I played it super, I actually played it super late in 2019, so I only played it like a year and a month ago, so it wasn't like, oh, you know, a full year and a half ago for me, but yeah.
0: It was on my game of the year list in 2019, but I didn't actually finish it until 2020. Sure, sure. But yeah, it's it's very good, Um, and the Ashtray Maze, very cool part of it. Yeah.
1: Uh, one thing I love about it is the game is all about, well, not all about, but in so much of the game is about liminal spaces, right? Like hotel rooms, hotel corridors, giant like concrete atriums that kind of mean nothing and look like nothing uh, mm-hmm. in so many ways. And like the Black Rock area, which is literally just Black Rock. So it's like all these liminal spaces. And this is like, the Astria Maze is like a liminal space that just changes all the time to other nonsense arrangements so it's just like a very fun way of being like a folding complicated weird liminal space uh so yeah what a fucking awesome game what an awesome game what i great uh, game. i love it I that love it
0: and that the much. dynamite part
1: oh god. oh oh so my good. god oh my god the all of the video in that game is really wonderful i love great the great
0: use of fmv
1: yeah, I love the puppets, but I love nothing more than Dr. Darling and his little, his little, like, butt rock anthem. I
0: developed a <laughs> huge crush on that guy after playing Control.
1: How could you not? He's I mean, I might have it, too, and very that's saying charming. something. Yeah, he's just so cute. He has the daddy thing. He's cute. He's a scientist. He has a cute smile. He has a cute butt. Like, he sings a cool song. Just what's not to love? about Dr. Darling. He is a darling, you know? Even if he did have that crappy puzzle that nobody liked, he still is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, Control. Anyway, I, it just makes me want to play Control again, uh, which, yeah, it's, that urge comes every now and then. However, I guess the only reason it wasn't kind of my number one last, le- sorry, <laughs> 2019 number one, it was just, a couple of those boss fights were just brutal
0: like just yeah some of the and the combat stuff is like not the strongest part of that game
1: yeah i like Um, throwing things around and flying but the actual like gunplay and just how weirdly tuned some of the stuff is just doesn't quite feel right
0: right yeah Yeah. Yeah. it took me a while to like get into because of that stuff like i felt like i would just keep dying and like until i figured out sort of like how you were supposed to play it um and then also there's like weird like loot stuff which i didn't really do anything with but like i forgot about that totally unnecessary but like all video games have to have that now i guess um because of reasons um (laughs)
1: right yeah
0: because i don't know shareholders demand it or something um loot
1: reasons it's like lore reasons but loot reasons you know
0: yeah yeah
1: um i did um I did see a very cool speed run of control once that made me almost want to speed run.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Um, all right. I'm not going to lie. I have too much on my plate in my life, but yeah. I have started considering speed running.
0: Becoming a speed runner?
1: I have been playing so much Into the Breach that I'm like, I went and I now, looked at the times and I might be able to do
0: something. What does a speed run in Into the Breach look like? Because I assume there's no, because it's like a strategy game.
1: Right? Yeah, it's a tactics game. So
0: there's no, like, you know, out-of-bounds stuff or anything like yeah. that, right? Is it just playing the game really well?
1: Yes. It's kind okay. of like um, Cameron Kunzelman once wrote a really cool piece, I, I believe at Waypoint, but that kind of um, differentiated, two like, two types of speedruns. One is, like, you memorize all of these glitches and all these things in, like, a traditional, like, you know, 3D or 2D action game where there's a world and there's seams in the world and you kind of manipulate those things. And then there are things like Tetris, like Tetris Grandmasters and like tactics games and and p- certain types of puzzle games where it's just about memorizing patterns and moving really really well through those patterns and right. like just having that knowledge. So you're not going to take the exact same actions at the same time the way if you were to be running a Mario game, you pretty much would, right? Like you would like press A here for the optimal way of jumping through something. Yeah. Like I'm just pulling an example out of my ass, but like Something like Tetris or different types of puzzle games or tactics games. Certain elements are just randomized, and you just have to be so good at at seeing the patterns. I think um, I'm I'm not like there yet, but the more I play, the more I'm like I might I might accidentally be there one day. Like when I get to four thousand hours with this game, I might I might be there. I might be at that level. Uh,
0: wow, <laughs> this is a very exciting new phase.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Uh yeah, I'm only looking at like the hard mode runs because I I prefer the game on hard now. I actually trip myself up if I'm not playing on hard. Mm. So I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I uh I have too many projects, but this now, one what is, this one happens?
0: What you know? is the hard mode? Does it make the oh, AI yes. better or does it yeah. add more units or
1: Yes, harder units. Basically, there are <laughs> So, you know the, the sort of general thing about this game. You always have three little units. They're little cute chibi mechs, and mm-hmm. you are being attacked by giant bugs. It's kind of like a chibi, cute version of Starship Troopers. Uh, and you have five rounds to survive uh, each battle, and each battle has certain little objectives that are somewhat randomized, like things like take less than three damage or, you know, block a bunch of the little bugs coming up out of the Earth and things like that. So hard in hard mode... More of these sort of advanced and difficult versions of the little bugs just spawn. It's like at a 25%, um, you know, more of a spawn rate for the difficult enemies. That's all it really is. It just kind of keeps me honest a little bit, Uh, just having more of a threat, I think. Uh, And it also, uh, it just, it sort of weirdly to me feels like the way I just want to play the game at this point. Like I want everything to be a little hard, even if it means I'm losing. Uh, even this far into my into my career as an uh-huh. breach player. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, I'm I'm still I will forever be slightly upset that you ranked it whatever 49th on the uh, on the list of best of <laughs> the decade. <but laughs> oh my it's okay. God.
0: Wow. Dragging okay. that up, huh? Yeah, I am uh, sorry. <laughs> I do not even remember it's having okay. done that. Sorry. All right.
1: It was like the first week we worked together and it's not like i'm upset or anything and it's fine it's fine
0: it's not like you've been carrying this with you <laughs> <forever>. <laughs> to bring up on
1: our podcast no yeah it's, it's okay uh yeah it's it's more than fine i just can't believe i would ever be somebody with a level of skill in a video game which i want to talk to you about because you yeah. have been playing a game and you don't have to talk about the game itself i, I guess i'm just you interested know we don't in, have to say
0: the name of the game
1: all right <laughs> We all know what you've been playing. We don't have to
0: say it. Uh, I just know that some of you have been playing a game called d astra asterisk, 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 And, like, I just want you to know that, like, some of your mutuals, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is a dumb bit. We're just bit. bringing Sorry. it
1: up. We're just bringing it up. No, it's it's good. Um, I'm curious how you feel about sort of skill acquisition after playing this and having such a better experience with it than yeah. your first time with it? You know,
0: yeah, yeah. I think Dark Souls is an easy game for like five and up. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day, and like, I know there's like periodically like difficulty discourse in like games sure, circles, sure, sure. and it a lot of it is around From games, and there was one when Sekiro came out back in 2019. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I have complicated thoughts on this stuff because, um, when people say things like, Oh, make Dark Souls should be easier, more accessible. I'm like, well, what does that mean? What is it about the game that makes it hard? Um, because I disagree with the basic premise that Dark Souls is a difficult video game, because I think in order to argue that premise, you have to like have a, linear scale of like easy game to hard game and i don't Mm. think that like if you examine that at all i don't think that concept holds up uh, in any kind of conceivable way because like i think about like a friend of mine who uh got super super into bloodborne like a year or two after it came out and like as far as i think beat it um but then she also had um Uh, she got a switch and had mario odyssey and had like a really hard time with it and to me i was just like i've been playing like 3d platformers my entire life and so like especially like mario games the movement is like pretty similar across all of them so i'm like oh this is like easy (laughs) like a lot of this (laughs) like the stars and stuff are are easy but like at the time i was like i don't know how you can play bloodborne because that game's like fucking so hard but what i've realized is like they're just yeah (laughs) I don't think it's it's wrong when people say I don't want to play something because it, it feels like too much work to, like, learn how to play it. Because that's how mm-hmm. I feel about fighting games. Sure. It's, like, yeah. I don't want to... Well, partly because I don't like competitive games in general, like, sure. playing against other people. But also, I'm just, like, I know that to, like, get good at this, the amount of work I would have to put in um, is beyond, like, what I'm willing to do. Yeah. And... It's I think the fighting games thing is instructive because it's like to say that oh a fighting game is too hard doesn't really make sense because it's as hard as the people that you are playing against there are ways that those games can make the things easier uh to pick up yeah. like have tutorials and things that, that that but the game itself um you know unless you do things like change the amount of like life or like you know health or whatever that each player has or like they do more damage or something you can't really balance them and like i don't know that you necessarily should yeah and i think the reason that games like dark souls get a bad rap is because um people have a lot of people have come to think of games as like entertainment products that are more akin to movies than Mm -hmm. traditional games um and that means that like if you can't experience the whole thing then your rights as a consumer are being violated (laughs) sure Uh, like the comparison is always like well imagine if you bought a dvd and you couldn't watch the ending until you like watched the first 30 minutes like 20 times and like that's just like not that doesn't make any sense that's like not a good comparison right um like i i uh, yeah i don't know this this idea of like oh the whole thing should be accessible to me like that's a complicated conversation, right? And yeah. like, um, I think there are definitely areas in like games where like, yeah, pretty much every game you should be able to remap the controls. Like yeah. that's just right a straightforward thing that just makes games easier to play for more people or like having colorblindness options or things like right. that. Right. That's awesome. Um, but when people say like, oh, I think Dark Souls should be easier. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I think, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels a bit. No, no, but no, no, this is the really fa- good. I think playing yeah. it with other people, um, like, on a call, it, it yeah. has made it so much more um, approachable to me. Yeah. And, like, this idea of, like, oh, games that, like, you know, the other thing I'll see sometimes is, like, oh, Dark Souls doesn't respect my time because I have to go back when I die. I feel like games with, like, really, with, like, you know, corny cutscenes that like no one asked for <laughs> with like enforced tutorials with stuff like that. I feel like those games don't respect your time and they don't respect you as like an intelligent person. Yeah. And I think Dark Souls and games like that actually do. Yeah. Um and again, like it's just such it's a different way of just like thinking about about games. It's like, should it be something, a product that you get all of? Um that you get access to all of it
1: right? right,
0: uh, and, right off the bat I, or, or is it like more like a game which is like a puzzle that you are like playing with and like challenging yeah. and um, I think there's room for both of those things.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like people are constantly and this is because we just don't have great language around this uh, in in <laughs> maybe game journalism could be a place where we could talk about this kind of thing, but people don't make the difference between operational, Uh, accessibility and mechanical
0: accessibility. Right, 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 right. Where, like,
1: yeah, the things you're saying about, like, yes, of course you should be able to map control. Like, ideally, you should be able to map controls because what if somebody doesn't have, you know, feeling in one hand or something? You know, I'm thinking of somebody like the speedrunner half-coordinated who can speedrun games because they can... Uh, map things, you know, to their own like ability to play certain things. And right, colorblind mode is and, like,
0: awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's that's those are really cool things because it like operationally for in terms of like the ability to operate the game, uh, you know, having those options like so people can suit things versus mechanical difficulty is something so different. It's it's completely different. It is your ability to, you know interact with the game in a certain way. And that does take certain skill and it takes skill mastery and it takes trial and error in these games. Like I I know... A lot of stuff in this genre is not for me because of the place my terrible brain will go to with it, but I still loved Bloodborne enough to get through it and still, you know, appreciated that the game lets me basically grind to be a little better and have that little soft edge of like, okay, maybe I will have a little more health or a little more stamina if I grind, and then I can actually get to where I'm going. It's very... It's very jujitsu, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: that's, yeah. like, it's weird to me because I feel like Dark Souls and and similar games are, like, way closer to the kinds of video games that were popular, like, when games were first becoming a thing in the arcades yeah. and at home, yeah. in that they aren't about, like, having a story told to you or, yeah. like... um watching your character do awesome stuff while you, like, do quick-time events or something, right? <laughs> right like, I yeah. tried to play, um, a couple weeks ago, I tried to play the Castlevania game that came out in the early 2010s. Oh, sure. like I love Castlevania. I love those games. I don't love the NES ones because, like, I don't know, the control always feels a little weird to me. Sure. Um, but I love all the DS ones. I love um, <sighs> Cynthia of the Night. This game was, like, a fucking travesty. <laughs> it's, like, just... Yeah. yeah just full of cutscenes, full of quick time events full of things that you have to repeat if you fail the quick time event combat is like just unpredictable and like unsatisfying and it just it was like this is this is to me is the the thing that doesn't respect you as a, as a person <laughs> right. or a player yeah. um and like i yeah i guess i just kind of like i think skill like building skill is like a valuable thing but i also just reject the idea that dark souls is a hard game um, because like, you can die on the first screen of Mario, yep. of like Super Mario, by walking into a Goomba, and you can't even like jump on Goombas to like make your health bigger or anything in that game. You know, <laughs> True. yeah. Um, and Mario I really do really
1: scale, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I really do feel like the it's just a question of like expectations, like yeah. um, and that doesn't. It's not that people's expectations are like bad, but they've been set to something. Yeah, and so when something doesn't fit into that, it's like, oh, this, like, I don't understand this. It, why? Yeah. Why can't it be like what I expect it to be? Yeah. Um, it's because it's like pulling from a much different tradition.
1: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Anyway, I'm, I'm that's curious my to see Dark Souls discourse. <laughs> no, it's
1: great. It's <laughs> I'm great, ten I years
0: late to this fucking party.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. Honestly, like I, I love Bloodborne like when it came out, and I, and I've kind of ridden the the waves with it. I'm almost a little worried that Bloodborne ruined me, though, because it it rewards such a more aggressive playstyle. Because you can get a little bit of that juice back if you you are get very the aggressive. juice back. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, there's no shields. Yeah, there's no shields, so you have to be very aggressive. So I'm like, that's how I learned to play these games. I did play most of Dark Souls three. Uh, it's a long story why I stopped. Um, it was just a heartbreak. I, it wasn't that I got frustrated. I was just heartbroken because something happened. <laughs> right, <laughs> something failed right. to happen that was supposed to happen. But it's fine. I really wanted to play Sekiro, but I was actually scared off because I heard that you can do. There's less of a of an ability to like grind yourself up, which is the only way I kind of got through things was like knowing like okay, okay, it's all right. You're you're sucking at this a little bit. You can go somewhere else and grind and like you know just get your bearings a little and and maybe help have that extra cushion. So I'm like I'm actually scared. I I, I'm still interested in that game. I I was um, not that I was playing, but Steven was playing. Uh, and we were streaming like a few weeks ago and I was like watching this game and I was like, this game looks amazing. <laughs> like, it looks so cool. Yeah. But I'm a it little, looks really I'm, cool. a little scared. I'm a little
0: scared. I am also kind of worried about getting the sick hero because yeah. that's the thing that makes, I feel like Dark Souls, like that's the equalizing thing is like, right. you can yeah. always just like, I mean, except in two where they like sort of, it's complicated from what I've heard, but like, sure, sure. you can just like, like stab some fools, get their souls and be like, oh, now I'm even better at stabbing fools. <laughs>
1: exactly. Um I've got that little bit extra stamina. I've got that one extra yeah, hit, you know. Exactly.
0: I can, I can do, do I can do one extra hit now, which is like a, oh, that's a big deal because I can just yeah. stun lock these guys now. But like, yeah, Sekiro I feel like is is much more just like traditional action. Yeah. So we'll see cuz I feel like I don't know. Hades is the thing that Hades is the thing that got me to try Dark Souls because Steven was like oh well if you like Hades which is hard maybe (laughs) maybe you'll get into Dark Souls and I was like no way um (laughs) and then I did and like Hades to me is like much more like Twitch kind of stuff and like sure yeah keeping track it's Hades is like closer to like a bullet hell game to me
1: oh yeah yeah
0: um so maybe I'll get into bullet hell no I don't think so
1: (laughs) but (laughs) that's um, next exactly maybe that's
0: next I'll get into Toho I'll just get like mad into Toho there
1: it is yeah (laughs)
0: um Those games are like visually incomprehensible to me. <laughs> just like, when it's just yeah. when they get to the level of just like, just the entire screen is just like bullets. So like, well, guess I'll die.
1: <laughs> I guess um, I'm dead now.
0: <laughs> but I guess I beat Hades on sixteen heat, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, um, you might be able to do it. I I loved Bangayo on the Dreamcast. That was yeah.
0: Like I've heard good things about one. that. Yeah. Um, the other one that I always have kind of meant to try is that treasure one um oh um jordan you know the name of it the black and white one
1: yeah jordan
0: uh jordan. it was on the ikaruga GameCube, yes 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 ikaruga Absolutely. yeah that um, Always because so i love treasure yeah treasure great treasure, company good. Treasure. treasure so heroes many. alien soldier hell yeah
1: and then they also made those very interesting ps2 games like the mosquito game and like wait, wait
0: did they make mr mosquito
1: i think they did
0: let me look was, this up. Let's this is the right, no, this now. is the
1: research section. This is the uh, treasure uh, cast.
0: <laughs> um, I think they list did. Of, yes, thank you, Jordan, for that link. Oh, thank company. you, Treasure. Um thank you for this, Treasure. So imagine your imagine the first game your company makes is Gunstar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like Jesus Christ. Um that is like just <laughs> Gunster heroes and mcdonald's treasure land adventure in the same year um oh, that's so wild wow i remember mcdonald's treasure land adventure too uh okay yeah so they did Gunster heroes dynamite heady which i've never played but i've heard is is good yeah. guardian heroes on the Sega saturn oh
1: my god mischief
0: makers ah.
1: i truly love that's one of my favorite n64 games i it's, love it's, that game
0: it's beautiful. I fucking yeah. love Mischief Makers so much. God, yeah. It's I shake cannot shake. believe yeah. that it hasn't been re-released. Yeah, for um real. as far as I know like ever. such uh, a good game. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's it's like incredible. Um they did uh Sin and Punishment, which was oh that weird Nintendo God. 64 game that like no one could play for a long time in the West until they put it on the Wii Virtual Console. Right. Yeah. Um which I feel like I might want to replay cuz it's like very strange in its like aesthetics and everything like it, it does yeah. treasures whole weird like big monsters and stuff but in this sort of like three dimensional thing Yeah. Um, oh they did Wario World they did that game the game Key Wario
1: right. game that's right and it was I remember it being good but like a little unpolished that was yeah, like my memory
0: I, ne- I mean I never played it but uh, okay. they did yeah. an Astro Boy game on the Game Boy Advance that was supposed to be really good
1: yeah I remember that one
0: um jordan says can confirm uh they made a yeah there's like a sin and punishment <laughs> sequel and the wii they haven't really done anything since like 2014 are they okay
1: are they okay are they still around treasure as far
0: as i know they're still around Treasure. Um, are you
1: there geist god. crusher god uh, in on the nintendo ds is apparently the last i played it, i played the um uh DS Bangayo as well and loved that that also had like oh, yeah. a really weird and interesting um like level design thing mm. that I didn't play that much of but I remember it having because Bangayo Spirits let me let me look at this one let me let me take a quick look because I remember reviewing this and absolutely loving it it's more of a side scroller I certainly remember that um it had like a weird like audio based level design um Oh my god, okay. The game had 160 levels and features a level editor to create more. Edited levels can be encoded in a sound that can be recorded with a computer and shared between players. The technology nice. was inspired by the data cassettes used by some older computers including the Sharp X1 on which uh, Masumoto, who uh, I believe was the uh, like treasure director, maybe game director? I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I Don't oh, wow. don't put me on that one. But uh, that's, cool. that's where they learned to program. So that's like fucking cool huh
0: yeah that's cool um
1: oh treasure
0: yeah they had a couple of ps2 games as well um
1: i think i was thinking of the stretch game stretch panic and not uh i don't know why i associated that with the mosquito game but yeah i was gonna say like that's what i was thinking thinking, sorry
0: the game where (laughs) you uh, are a mosquito who like lands on a young girl who's in the bath and yeah yeah that's awkward um although i will say according to the wikipedia page for stretch panic um which apparently didn't get great reviews so Mm, uh, maybe they had they had a tough time going making the jump to 3d but a lot of people did so Mm. Uh, but according to the wikipedia page uh there are two sets of levels ex levels which are platforming levels and boss fights EX levels are notable for having only one enemy type women with comically enormous breasts (laughs) so well (laughs) maybe closer to Mr. Mosquito than than you thought maybe that's why you were thinking of it
1: yeah I not gonna lie I remember something about boobs and something about like long hands and there it is that's that's what it was friends (laughs) well (laughs) Uh, I'm glad we had a treasure moment today because I could use a treasure moment in my life. You know,
0: I'm, I'm, I think we could all use.
1: We I really want to play moment. Mischief Makers. I really want to play that again. That's a game I truly loved. Um, Merritt, I know it's not been very far into the week, but I did want to ask if there was anything that you did work on this week that you wanted to highlight. Or even maybe late oh, last week cuz we had a, yeah. like a different type of of uh East Coast friends reunion last week so Yeah, we yeah. didn't
0: talk about this last week. Yeah. Um let me see. Let me bring up my bring up my calendar. Yeah. of uh stuff. It's taking some time.
1: That's all right.
0: To load. It's loading.
1: <laughs> loading, it's loading, ready, run.
0: Um Yeah. Oh, um, actually, this piece went up on Monday, I believe. Oh, cool. um, There's a piece by uh, Mark Hill cool. about uh, people who are making games for consoles like the Virtual Boy yeah. and the Atari Jaguar, which uh, is very cool to me <laughs> that people are still Hell doing yeah. that. And some of them are even, like, releasing these on cartridges That you can buy, and like you know, they're they're for collectors mainly, and they're for like the weirdos who like love those consoles. But like, (laughs) yeah, I think that's so cool that people are still just like developing games for like, yeah, like the Atari Jaguar or like the um, the Fairchild Channel F, um, which is the the namesake (laughs) of of of, (laughs) the soon to be renamed Fanwidth podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just like I don't know, i I just find this stuff interesting, like people who are doing stuff for for platforms that failed yeah. in one way or another. like the Virtual boy was such a flop, uh, <laughs> yeah. and they thought it was gonna be really big, and it in retrospect, it's like, why would you think that this would do well? <laughs> like, what were you thinking? It's like to the point where like Nintendo barely ever mentions it uh anymore. Because it's like one of the very few times when they like they really just fucked up.
1: They beefed it, yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess <laughs> no one could say no to uh, Gunpei Yokoi at the time. Was he? I, I think he was. That was one of his things. It. Oh, he told them to wait. Oh, Jordan's Jordan Jordan's got the oh. scoop here. Uh, he said, "Please, we need more colors." <laughs> oh. And they're like, "No, no, no, no one needs more colors than red and, and black. That's fine. That's virtual. That's three That's what you need. Um the weirdest thing about the virtual boy is like there are maybe like two games that are in like a first person perspective. And it's yeah. like, why did you do the, like, why am I playing a platformer or a top down game in this horrible like headset thing that I have to like lie down on the floor and hold up to my eyes because <laughs> it's like the worst designed product of all time. It's like a <laughs> pair of goggles with legs. Like it's just yeah. fucking horrible. Um, but yeah, there's like, um, There's development software for Virtual Boy games now, so if you want to make a Virtual Boy game, there is uh, support for that available, which I think is is really cool.
1: I find that so cool, especially from the point of view of a developer who wants weird constraints, right? Like if you want to kind of test yourself a little bit, or I'm sure that's not you know the only reason. (laughs) That's not the only reason. Mortal Kombat is not the only reason you would do you would test your might, but just like what weird creative stuff comes out of bizarre constraints just as a concept will always fascinate me. Um, and like, what, <laughs> could you be more constrained than the virtual Boy? right? <laughs> like, I know obviously there are like the little Pico games that I, I, I sort of learned, I sort of taught myself how to do Pico 8 because I was just so fascinated by like this tiny little palette and these tiny little things, but you can still do really weird and creative stuff with it. Um, I And I love, I love the idea of physically putting it on a cartridge and being like, here you go. This will work in your N64 uh, or whatever, you know, like whatever console. This will work in your virtual boy that you somehow didn't throw out in 1996. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is really fun. I really like it. Uh, were there other pieces you wanted to uh, to give the old highlight, the old East Coast Friends reunion uh, high five to? Uh,
0: I think that's it for me. What about you?
1: <sighs> well... Most of what I've been doing is meeting uh, meetings and planning things. But I did want to give a little shout out uh, to a, a little podcast we did this week uh, where we we watched a truly abhorrent film oh uh, God. and talked about it. <laughs> and, uh, not only do I think like we I think we did a pretty good job talking about something bad and talking about, like, frankly, bad taste and bad art and kind of what that means. But also it spawned a whole bunch of other fun discourse on the site, especially with regard to Muppets. And uh, I, I know that the West Coast Friends Reunion, you know, that alternate universe podcast that we don't talk about. I don't know what um, you're talking about. Yeah, right? It's it's weird. I think I dreamed it up. I think it's not real. I think I dreamed it up. But uh, in, in this dream, they talked a lot about Muppets and about Pepe the King Prawn and, like, the design of Pepe the King Prawn. I hate that the little fact, shrimp. The fact that he's only 24, he only debuted in like at some point later on in 1996. Yeah, he was a,
0: he was an, uh, yeah, he was one of the older, or like, the he's one of the newer. I, I guess,
1: I guess somewhat newer because there was that Muppets Tonight show. I think he was on that like when I was a kid in the 90s. Yeah. That was like a live, not live, but it was, you know, currently it's like a variety
0: airing. show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there was a lot of good Muppet discourse, uh, that I think, you know, we we did because we t- we all took one for the team by watching this movie and discussing it, and then I can't believe uh, you've
0: reminded me of this. I'm
1: sorry. This movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Very sorry. I'm Can sorry believe, for all of it. I
0: can't believe you've broken uh, <laughs> quarantine of that honestly, podcast.
1: Honestly, Merit, is this why you're not sleeping?
0: Yeah, I haven't slept <laughs> since I saw that movie.
1: Oh no!
0: It's like a cursed movie, like oh, in um, no. The Ring or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, Except I think, it's just actually, really
0: bad and then you see it and you don't sleep anymore and then eventually you just die.
1: <sighs> that might be what happened. I mean, is there a way we can like dispel the curse? Like, is that maybe something we should look into? Like, do we need like an old book and a librarian and, um, and like a school library? And
0: You have to go to this priest guy who's like all the way in the fucking <laughs> like undead parish and get this little rock from him and that takes the curse off.
1: Okay, I mean so that's it's just fair. like a lot of walking. Yeah, yeah. Um, i I mean, I've got a very comfortable mask. I can. I could go for a walk. I don't mind. You know, I feel like this is partially my fault. So, uh,
0: you will have to kill some hollows on the way. Yeah. Um, but you should be able to take them.
1: I'm okay with it. You know, what to be honest with you, like my takedown game has been getting a lot better. I yeah, think. just like yeah,
0: suplex them off of a cliff. <laughs>
1: That's all I want to do in those games Just anyway. Kick,
0: kick them off the cliff.
1: <laughs> exactly. I think, uh, yeah, I think, honestly, that seems fair. I want you to sleep again. I want you to be able to be uncursed, TBH. So, yeah, that would be cool. Um. Uh, so, yeah, was there any other uh, business you wanted to attend to before we... Uh, before
0: no, we, we can't say it. Don't say adieu?
1: it. I know. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't. Because <laughs> it's not... It's not real anymore. It's yeah.
0: not it now. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's it.
1: All right. All right. Uh well, everyone, thank you very much for hanging out with us. And uh hey, we, we talked about a lot of video games today, which is kind of funny. Uh yeah, this way is more not like usual. a dedicated to games podcast. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, I'm glad we did. Hey, we've been playing games. Uh, even if they are, hey, in my case, I'm the same game here. I've been playing. Gaming here. See, this is the East Coast version of this podcast, and we're gaming over here. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should say that. Nah. Maybe. Maybe we'll game in done. here. We game in here. That's like how we say it. So how we close things off. Dear um, friends who are listening to this, uh, if you have a moment to rate and review our podcast, that helps us so very much. We are a little homegrown, organic podcast network. And uh, the kind of things you can do like reviewing and word of mouth. No backing
0: from any mega so corporations. Much. Definitely.
1: None of that. We have none of that. Uh, we have, we're not uh, beholden to anyone uh not us not not i and not you uh but the the podcast network part is homegrown and organic so oh yeah you no, know that part yeah that part yeah we can we could say that uh you can of course listen to all of our shows at fanbyte.com slash podcasts you can follow us on twitter at fanbyte media on tiktok and instagram on fanbite, and of course on fanbyte.com, and you can watch all of our good streams, including Merit Souls, which right now is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, at uh, 7.30 Eastern, am I correct mm-hmm, on
0: that? That's right. Perfect.
1: Awesome, thank you. Uh, you can watch those on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Thank you so much to both Jordan Mallory and Paul Tamayo for producing. I'm not sure who's producing this one, so I'm thanking you both, because you're both great and wonderful. Uh, without further ado, oh shit, I don't have an outro now because <laughs> Okay. Without further ado, we're game in here. <laughs> That's it.
0: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: it. That's it. <gasps>